Welcome to today's episode of Alive and Thriving. Uh, You are going to be so grateful that you tuned into this episode because let me tell you, there are so many golden nuggets of wisdom that you are going to walk away with today. And I can promise you that because I'm going to introduce you to one of my business mentors and her name is Jazz Jervis. And if you are not in Jazz's atmosphere over on Instagram, I highly recommend that you jump over straight away say hi, tell her that you have heard all about her on today's podcast and get in her world. She is absolutely phenomenal. I have been working with Jazz since February this year and I started with Jazz in the capacity of her manifesting generator mastermind and then moved into her neon container, which we're going to hear a little bit about today because it is a truly one-of-a-kind space and what I have taken away so much from my experience so far working with Jazz is being able to implement certain strategies into my business, certain structures that I was lacking as well in terms of all of my processes (laughs) Um, and then for me from my perspective being a manifesting generator being able to run my business in a way that is really supportive of my energy type and so much more so so much more I can't even really begin to get into the depths of everything that I have learned in the last eight months just from being in Jazz's world. But let me introduce you to her, okay? Jazz is an entrepreneur. She as an inv- uh, sorry is an investor and leader of the matriarchal movement, empowering female founders to lead, thrive, and create. Jazz is a business coach and creator of the first of its kind business immersion, Neon. So that's what you probably hear a little bit more about today. At the end of her first million dollar year in business, Jazz realized that she was burnt out and she was no longer operating from her natural way of being. So this ultimately led to a come to Jesus decision for her to get clear on the strategies that were going to be the most income producing, the most sustainable and the most personally satisfying. Oh, isn't that something? That's a trifecta, isn't it? <laughs> Income producing, sustainable, and personally satisfying. Jazz is a multi-passionate 5-1 manifesting generator, sun in Cancer, and Capricorn ascendant. So intuitive business is literally what she is on this earth to do. She is a passionate advocate for women building their self-awareness toolkit excavating their strengths, learning to trust themselves and their intuition, and building wealth for themselves and their families. Oh, let's get into this episode. And just briefly before we do, I would like to just remind you that applications are open for the Transcendence Mastermind and places are being accepted. Now, if you would like to learn more about what this mastermind working with me is all about, then you can head down to the link in the show notes. 
Transcendence Mastermind is a combination of personal evolution, energy management, and strengths-led business strategy supported by myself, as well as my business uh, strategist friend who will be joining us in this container as well. And it is so unique because it holds the capacity to support you through business from that lens of energy management, strengths-led business and personal development, but also it has the capacity to hold space for you to be human, to hold space for you to feel emotions and to get support through inevitable challenges that are going to arise through the alternative therapies container that's included. It is one of a kind. It is holistic business done differently. And if you are even curious about what that might look like for you and what could be possible for you after 12 months of being deeply supported in the Transcendence Mastermind, then let's have a chat. Just book in a chat with me. Come say hi on Instagram. Let's have a chat and see if it's right for you. Right, let's get into Jazz's episode. Let's meet this phenomenal woman. Are you ready? I certainly am. Let's get straight into it. You're listening to Alive and Thriving with Jessica Reed, the podcast that's all about empowering you to achieve optimal wellness and success through self-care, holistic practices, and raw conversations. Jessica and her expert guests are here to share powerful insights and strategies to help you overcome stress and anxiety, take charge of your life, and thrive in life and in business. Grab a cuppa and let's dive in. Welcome to Alive and Thriving, Jazz Jervis. It is such an honor to have you here. Um, Jazz is a mentor of mine and we we're just chatting. I was just saying to her, she is just like unlike anybody I've ever met. <laughs> Jazz does business in the most <laughs> phenomenal way and I cannot wait to share some of that with you guys today because I know that you're all going to be like, oh, I have to get into Jazz's world. <laughs> So welcome. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. That was um that was wonderful to receive. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I was just also saying too, I hope my internet does not go funny on us. If you're listening and it gets a little crackily, I will fix it. <laughs> oh, it's so windy here in Canberra today. Jazz. I have introduced you formally, you know, through through the bio in the introduction, but could you share with our listeners a little bit more, a bit deeper, who are you, what do you do, tell us all the things? Of course, of course. So I think I like to kind of start at the beginning because I think it gives a little bit of context to why I now do business in, in the way that I do. So I started my business, I think I'm going into my seventh year, which feels crazy to me. Um, But I originally started my career as a lawyer. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I was in the corporate world for a number of years and I had my daughter. And while I'm incredibly ambitious, like I think people that know me well know that I'm someone that doesn't really stop at anything until I get to the position that I would like to be 
in. Um, while I'm incredibly ambitious and I had all these desires to make partner at the firm that I was at, um, I had my daughter and I just realized I just, I just don't think I'm prepared to sacrifice in the way they want me to mm. sacrifice. Yeah. I, I just don't, you know, I just, I, don't, I really struggle with that because I really questioned whether I was ambitious and that has happened like throughout my business career as a, as a coach as well, which, which I'll chat about shortly, but I just knew I was like, this is, I don't think this is going to work long-term and I just don't want to live. I don't want to look back on my life and like regret that I didn't look for something different uh, Mm. to spend more time with my family. I'm a Cancerian. So I am really fierce about like family time in my home and like my environment, like all of that means a lot to me. And so I just, I don't know, it just didn't feel like it was going to work long-term. So I started looking for a different income stream really. And I almost opened a, I don't know whether many people know this, but I almost opened a fashion store because I love fashion. I love fashion. And you will like, I mean, that probably isn't surprising to you because you know that I have a lot of placements in Leo in my natal chart. So I'm, I'm really like, I take a lot of care in like, like the clothes that I wear, like I really value self-expression and boldness and my branding is like that in my business. So it's probably no surprise to you. But one of the things that I realized was I'm going to have to quit my job. Like I'm not going to be able to do this alongside my work. And so I was like, okay, I need to do something more online. And so I originally started in network marketing and then uh, built that real, like quite quickly actually. And then realized that the thing that I liked about that was the coaching. And so I started moving into, into more of that. And I did it side by side for about two and a half years. And I had like four times what I was earning as a lawyer, but I still didn't leave because there was this part of me that was like, you know, condition to be like mm. that, that job is like safety and security, right? Because I get that paycheck no matter what. Yeah. Um, and so I stayed for a couple of years and then finally went full-time in my business. And in my third year of business, we hit a million dollars. So we grew really quickly. And then I hit burnout yeah. and was like, okay, now what I do, what do I do now? And that was the real, you know, I think everyone has a turning quote unquote turning point in, in their life and, and business. And that was mine because I left to have financial and time freedom and that wasn't really happening. Even though there was cash in my bank account, you know, it was haphazard. It was like, I didn't really know how to hold it. I hadn't done any sort of energetic work around that. I I had not very good financial literacy as well, um, you know, which is something that I am really passionate about in my work now that like we steward money in, um, you know, in an effective, in an effective way. Um, I was burnt out. I physically couldn't keep going. And I realized I built a business that is solely reliant on me, which was literally the reason why I left my corporate career. You know, I didn't want to trade time for money and I I didn't want to be so busy that I wasn't seeing my family. Like I was working from home, but I was seeing them less you know, which is just crazy. And I think I really had to get honest with myself around, is this, is this really what I want? And the answer was no. And so since that time, I've spent a lot of time, you know, understanding my, my strengths, my human design, my astrology and redesigning the way that I do things to feel really spacious and, you know, question that a lot. You know, I've really had moments where I'm like, am I not ambitious anymore? Because I only want to work three days a week. Like, you know, I've questioned that a lot. And through that process, I've learned that no, it actually makes me more courageous, you know, to be so intentional about the way that I do things. And, you know, it's hard to say no to things. It's easy to say yes to everything, you know, but I don't say yes to everything anymore. And I say no, and I'm very intentional about the way that I do things and the things that 
we launch and the things that I sell. And, you know, I, I just think that uh, it's made me the business owner that I am today to have had that experience and feel like I am in burnout. I'd had a miscarriage as well and that I couldn't not keep showing up. Like I, I, I had no choice. If I wanted to continue providing in the way that I was providing for my family, I had to keep showing up. And I, in that moment was like, I don't want a business that is correlated to me taking action all the time. I value action and action is obviously really important to create results. Showing up is important to create results, but not in a codependent way. Like I see Mm -hmm. people comment, like create content now. That's like, you know, um, I made 10 K in 30 days and here's what I did. I sold every day, you know, or I, I show up even when I don't feel like it. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm not available for that. And I think that if we're building businesses that need us to do that, that there's a bigger problem in that. And we need to really look at what are the strategies and the and the infrastructure that is holding me up because I want my business to be a separate entity to me. I don't want it to be directly correlated to my emotional well-being because I'm a human. Like yeah. we're meant to be chaos, yeah. right? Like that chaos is our middle name. So, you know, like I don't want my business to be directly correlated to any like um, like my emotional state because that is that's definitely going to lead to an inconsistent business and that's not what what I wanted I wanted it to hold its own regardless of what I was going through personally and I've spent the last four or five years creating that oh my god (laughs) I my whole body right now is just I can't even explain how I'm feeling listening to this. There was so much that you touched on. I had so many sacred responses to take the conversation. I was like, just let it finish, let it finish. <laughs> First of all, circling back to just even being bold enough and self-aware enough to make that, to have that awareness that you didn't want to be in that condition sacrificing space that that corporate world just finds so normal. That is something that still blows my mind when I look back on how I used to operate in in the traditional job that I used to be in, government role, paid, you know, certain hours. Yeah, it was good pay, but it also meant that for me, very similarly with my little child at home, and she's doing daycare from six o'clock in the morning or six thirty in the morning until pretty much when it closes. And I was not in a good space either and, and burning out. And and um, you know, for me, I was operating from a place of of panic disorder during that period of time. And to be able to say this isn't the way it is supposed to be and make a, a different decision and realize that it's okay to step out of that conditioning. You're okay. You know, we go to school, we're taught, maybe we move to university next and then we take that degree and then we we run our life from there. And, and there's just so many better ways to do it if you want a different way. And so I love that. First of all, you have that self-awareness to be able to step out of that space And then, oh, I could talk about so much the financial literacy, all those things. But what I really want to move into that you mentioned is about the intentionality of what you do. That's Mm -hmm. something that I really admired from you before I even joined the MGM Mastermind. I really loved how intentional you were about your time, about the way that you set out your work days, about the intentional time that you spend with your family and I completely, you know, love that you spoke about how you were questioning whether are you still ambitious because it's that whole 
it's that whole different perception, isn't it, on ambition. So we have that traditional perception, maybe ambitious means going for partner, it means going for those seven figures, it means doing more. But how ambitious is it to say, you know what, I'm actually going to earn that income and do less. Oh my God, it's just a whole different perception. But can we talk about intentionality for a moment? And can we talk about how and why this is so important to you in your business and a little bit too because I know some people mm. listening are like how do I earn more and work three days a week <laughs> so I guess what what do you put in place for this to be able to happen a really good question so I think the first thing um the first part of the question around like why does that matter I just I just and I know this sounds like so it sounds morbid but like I think about like end of life quite a lot. And for me, I don't know if you've read um, the top, I think it's, is it the top five regrets of the dying? Mm. Um, And I read that and it fully changed my life because I was like, I just don't, I don't want to look back on my life and, and think to myself, I should have like followed my gut more, you know, and I should have not worried about what people thought, you know, like, I think there's always going to be an element of that around, you know, like we're human, you know, we're not just going to immediately click our fingers and be like, I'm not going to worry about what everyone thinks, you know, but like, that's always going to be a thing that we're working through. And I think sometimes we're trying to coach ourselves through things that are actually just human traits that are going to be there no matter what. And if we just accept that, then we can move on to actually taking some action. So I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's a whole conversation for another day as well. Um, (laughs) But, um, but I just, I just, I think about it a lot and I just don't, I think that has helped me to be able to, uh, be so intentional and not really worry about how that makes me or us as a unit, like look as well, like, um, you know, and, and all, all you have to do is go to like, I mean, I go to school pickup and, you know, on a Friday, you know, and the mom's like, well, what are you guys doing on the weekend? I'm like, just hanging out at home, like regulating our nervous system, watching some movies and, <laughs> And they'll say like, oh, you're so lucky. Mm. You're so lucky that you get to do that. And I'm like, well, you have a choice to make too. Like you're making a choice to, you know, have the kids in a million different sports and do all these things. And if that's something that feels exciting for you, go for it. Like that's the whole point of this is that you make a decision that feels intentional and supportive for the way you want to live. But don't reflect back to me that I'm lucky because I've made that decision because that same decision is available to you. You know, like the say no to things and you know like I'm very both my husband and I are very com- competitive we he played professional sport for a number of years and we met playing basketball so it's a big big part of our life and so you know there's always that temptation to like put our daughter in those sports and do all those things and I'm like it's just I just don't want to you know she's young and she'll decide when she wants to decide what she wants to do yeah and for right now it's fine to just cruise and just have some time together and she'll be able to make that that decision and then I think the other question, oh gosh, like around what are the things that are in place to make this possible? Um, you know, I think one of the things that I made an assumption around is that business owners were naturally quite strategic and naturally had, I don't know, like different things in place to support them. And it wasn't until it wasn't until I started working with clients who made a lot more money than me that I realized that that's not a normal thing for businesses to have. And I think this is, 
the case for personal brands too. Like there are many advantages to having a personal brand. Like we get to set our schedule. We get to bring in our strengths. We get to show up in the way that we want to show up. We get to launch the offers we want to launch. There's so many advantages. But I also think that through that process of like that freedom and the, I think the newness of personal brands, because it is kind of new, like personal brands is a newer thing. I think what has been sacrificed in that process is like business strategy mm-hmm. and understanding that, yes, it's great to have a personal brand and have that creative freedom. And also you still need to have a, a plan for your business and you still need to have strategies that are going to support you long-term. So, you know, and you would know this from, from being in, in neon. And I literally sent the pops and voice messages in Slack yesterday around this, that like things like making sure that, you know, um, my highlights are updated and people know where to go when they land on, on my page and making sure that, um, you know, like the most relevant thing is in the link in bio and that it's clear where people need to go. There's not like 25 different links in there. Like just those little things can really help you to feel confident to actually have some time off because you can trust that if people are new and they, it's, it's like a shop front. This is what I say to clients all the time. You would have heard me speak about this. It's a, it's a shop front. And the, the store that I have in my mind that I immediately walk out of is usually a store like Zara yeah. because like I find it so overwhelming. overwhelming. Like there's so many lights and there's, yeah, there's like so many things on the racks and like, I don't know where to go and there's all these different directions. And I find it like frustrating. And so I don't shop there. I turn around because I'm like, this is just way too much for my life, for myself to handle. And then I think about like my favorite store. Like I love, like one of my favorite Australian brands is Scanlon Theodore. Mm -hmm. And when I walk in there, I can feel it. Like I can feel where I need to go. Everything makes sense to me. It's color coordinated. There is a way that you could like the store guides you to where you need to go. And that's how things should feel on our website, on our Instagram page, on our podcast. It should be very clear where people need to go. And when those things exist, you can feel more confident then to start pulling away a little bit and trusting that things are going to continue to work. And, you know, I remember years ago, I started an evidence jar where like every time someone would send me a DM or, I mean, purchase is even better, but like even just send me a DM when I'm offline, I've added that to the evidence jar because I was like, see, like this can still work even though I'm not online all the time. And over the years, I've just built more and more evidence that that gets to be possible for me. Yeah. I love that. Do you know, if you send anyone on Jazz's team an email, you get an automatic response back that says, I'm really fierce with my boundaries. Expect up to a 72 hour turnaround. And how good is that? Because it's that whole pressure of, like you said, I have to show up to sell. I have to show up for my business to keep turning. If I don't respond to this email straight away, I might lose that client. It's 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 a whole different energy that you bring into your business. So, and And I often feel like for me, when I was operating out of that space of always being, always having to be on, and, and not having these processes and systems and things in place to support me to create more spaciousness in my business, that you're also so connected in. For me, it was almost like an energy of desperation as well. It was like I was so attached to it all that I had to be checking my inbox all the time and checking things and is this person going to buy? And it was just such a relief 
to be honest, to be able to implement strategies and things. And also a relief for me to, I guess, being a manager and wanting to recreate the wheel all the time. Like that's a, that was a big thing for me um, to put in these strategies into my business. A lot of which I've learned from your programs, particularly Neon, but actually MGM as well in terms of supporting me as a manifesting generator. But to put these in and to be able to automate things, to not have to recreate the wheel all the time, to be able to use my creative energy on things that are actually going to move the needle forward in my business that are actually going to bring income into my business. That has all been so, so game-changing just in terms of the way that I operate. One of my big goals this year was to create more space. I literally say it every day. I earn more because I do less. And that is just, I wanted, I want space. I want to be able to operate my business from a regulated nervous system, not from the energy of I've got, you know, five hours till school pick up. And so I have to do this, 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 and this. And all of a sudden I'm functioning from a space, which is not the energy I want to bring into my business for my clients. You are very fierce on regulation. How much does this impact your business? How does this play into your business? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I really like what you said before around like just being a manifesting generator and knowing how you operate. I think that, I think that we all move different energetically. And I think having that understanding is, is important. And it's part of the reason why, you know, my whole movement now is around richness without sacrifice, right. Is because everyone's version of what that looks like of, you know, quote unquote richness is going to be different you know and for us you know having a sacral response you know I remember when I first started learning about the sacral and the thought that I had in my head was if I always have to wait for a response how on earth am I going to make my business consistent you know (laughs) and that was a big reason big reason why I started implementing a lot of these strategies that leverage my sacral that, that exist whether I'm responding or not because I'm like well yeah like if I'm always waiting for this like I don't think it's as simple as like I'm a sacral, so I'm going to like wait to respond to everything. Like if we're always doing that, we are going to have an inconsistent business. And Mm. so I think it's about balancing that out with like, I know I have a response, but how can I leverage that? You know, and for example, like one of the things that, that we do is have like, and you would know this strategy, we've spoken about it, but like a top down approach with our content. So like we choose the podcast episode for the week. And then the like individual posts that are on my Instagram page all connect back to that podcast. So it's like one overall theme. So it means that I'm having that response about that topic, but I'm not having to have like six different responses for six different pieces of content because that's dysregulating. So it's all those, like for me, like the regulation comes from knowing how I like to work mm-hmm. and playing into that, like making that my, for me, I don't think it's so, like a lot of people will say, like, how do you get everything done in the three days that you work? Because we do put out a, a lot and it's it's because of things like that, you know, yeah. like it's because I've recognized, okay, I know that I have a response. I know this is important for me to move quickly too. Like if I'm forcing things and I'm initiating, I'm immediately in my not self and I'm, it's going to take me a long time to get that thing done. So I look at, okay, what does that look like for content? Right. I'm going to have like a master content list, all the different ideas. And each week I'm going to look at that, use my sacral to figure out which one to, to like lead with. And then I'm going to create content about that same one topic. You know, I've got a client who doesn't have any socials. She's got a blog and she has the same 
she's a generator, so has the same strategy and authority as, as um, or strategy as ours. And so she chooses an overall theme for the blog for each month. And then uh, each week, so those four like weeks over the month, she does like just a, like a, a little topic that's connected to that overall sort of theme. Mm-hmm. And she'll even create like a free opt-in to share in like all those four um, yeah. blogs, right. To, to grow her email list, but it's easy for her to do so because she's like doing everything for the month in one go. Like she's using her SQL response mm-hmm. and creating everything. And so it's, you know, it's those little things for me that are really regulating because rather than having to spend six hours creating content, it might take me two. And so I'm able to do what someone else, like I'm able to do the same amount as someone else that takes them six to 10 hours that only takes me a couple simply because I know how I work and I'm using that to my advantage. You know, I don't plan in advance, you know, and that means that I don't have someone outside of our business that does our podcast. It's all in-house because I don't do anything greater than a week in advance. And that was a requirement for a lot of people (laughs) to do podcasts for you. But, But again, I'm like, that doesn't, that's not how I work. You know, like it's not, I don't actually plan a lot in advance. And so so what do I need to have in place to make sure that everything runs smoothly without that long-term plan? You know, yeah. um, I do the same thing in, in everything, even in the way that we structure our calls, you know, and, and you know that I do a lot of, like I do more hot seating yeah. and coaching than I do teaching. And I do that for a reason because I'm really good at that. Like I, I'm a sacral. So, so having things to respond to is how I do my best work. Yeah. So you'll know this for being in our spaces. Like we do have a lot of, like we have daily support in the Slack channel, which doesn't take us very long because the main coaches in that space are sacrals, you know, and we have hot seats, which, you know, so there's like everything that we do is like, I'm always doing it through the lens of like, what, what would suit me and the way that I like to work, which is going to be different to every single one of my clients. It's going to be different to another manifesting generator too, because we're all, you know, really unique. Obviously the natal chart plays into things with me as well, as you know. And so for me, like the the regulation doesn't just come from, you know, having like this morning, for example, like I'm on day two of my cycle. So rather than getting up and doing some work before this call, which I could have done, I just lazed in bed and read, yeah. you know, because that's a decision that I, I wouldn't make that all the time. But for right now in this like, yeah. you know, season of my like, month then of course I'm gonna that's the decision that I'm gonna make so of course there's things like that that I do I do heart breathing you know once or twice a day um you know there's those kinds of things that I do but I think the biggest impact on my space and the way that I feel is just being in flow and in flow for me is knowing how my energy moves and working with that rather than against that yeah oh that that just speaks so loud to me I think for the first Oh, nearly two years of my business, I was working in the way that I thought I should be working in the way that I thought was the right way, perhaps the way I'd seen other people do it and working completely against the way that my energy worked. And so that came down to a holistic energetic picture. It came down to human design, but it also came down to, you know, it came down to emotions. It came down to nervous system regulation. It came down to uh, your actual, you know, your physical energy levels. It came down to the time of the month. It came down to understanding the time of the day that I operate best from rather than trying to host client calls at nighttime because I thought I that was the right thing to do. I'm not awake then. I'm not giving my best energy then. And so mm. being able to actually create my day and around my energy 
has just been so absolutely game-changing. But also then in terms of energy too, where I'm putting my energy into. So just like you were saying, you know, having that top-down content approach means that you are, well, for me, I would sit down and be like, okay, I have to do a podcast and I have to do five posts this week. And I was not having a creative response to do any of it. And so I would literally sit and force myself at a computer trying to initiate this content, waste so much time, and then wonder why I didn't have enough time available in my calendar to to do the paying client work that I love doing, you know, the work that really lights me up. And so these simple strategies that are just so effective in terms of understanding how I operate in my own unique energy and being able to create my systems and create my day around that has just been so, so empowering. And I and I truly am doing less because so much more is automated mm. now and so much more also I've let go mm. of. Why was I doing that? Why was I sitting at my computer for three hours trying to force some kind of content that no one's going to connect with because it was forced and generic and it was just some self-care quote because I couldn't think of anything to actually going, okay, well, I have, you know, this this list that I have actually already had a response to. And so now I'm going to choose from this and this is my topic. And then we literally just create content from that. And it's just, it is just so much better <laughs> to work with your own unique energy and yeah. for so much more. It allows, it allows so much more for a strengths-led business as well. I am no longer mm. wasting my energy on things that are not, I guess, I, I know not everyone's at the point where they can outsource things yet, but my first my first thought with everything is how soon can I outsource it? <laughs> how soon can I be passing that on to someone who's going to do that far better than me so mm. I can protect my energy and not operate from that space of frustration and operate from a space that I really don't enjoy and set the mundane mm. things up that you don't, enjoy doing but have to be done in your business automating as much of those processes as you possibly can so mm-hmm. I feel like I have I well feel like I know I have so much gratitude for the things that I have learned from you just since coming into your world in February because when I look at the changes that I've made yes in my life understanding myself better particularly in the way that I would speak to myself about a lot of things. Um, before I understood being a manifesting generator, I had um, and my own my own chart. I had these stories like that I was flaky, for example, because I couldn't see things through or I'd start something and I'd change my mind or I'd try something and I'd fail and I'd hold on to the failure stories. But I have a line three. I'm supposed to be experimenting to know whether things are right for me, you know, and and just even knowing these simple, simple things have allowed me to be able to go, okay, well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. There's a reason why you skip steps and that's okay. There's something you even said in the Slack channel the other week and it was just the tiniest little comment um, and I just, I resonated with it so much. You talked about having conversations with people and having that sacral response to, to respond, to jump in and to talk to them. I used to be like, 
oh, you're so rude. You interrupt people all the time. <laughs> that was my story. Like I, not about you, about me. I interrupt people all the time. I'm so rude. And then I was like, not, you know, obviously being aware of that because there's a time and a place to interrupt people, but also having that understanding. Okay. Well, this is, it's like, it's, it's okay. You don't have to put yourself down over these things understanding how to bring my sixth line and my third line into my content, which means that I am authentically showing up as myself, as fully myself in my business. And I've only just started my journey with astrology. So I can't, you know, I can't wait to dive in deeper. I'm still integrating so many things. When did Mm. you start, when did you start really embodying the human design and the astrology into your life and when did you realize that it was something that was going to be so powerful in your business? I think I really do think that it's something that when you start to just be open to it a little bit more and as you were saying you start to be more accepting of just the way that you naturally show up I really do think it happens organically you know I think for me you know, just through learning about it and and just some of the decisions that I started to make were through the lens of like how can I make this aligned with my son in cancer in the seventh house? And like, it wasn't <laughs> like that. It just like me being open to that and starting to just accept the way that I naturally show up. It just, it started to happen organically. And then it wasn't until, you know, uh, one of my astrology mentors, she and dear friend of mine, Hannah said to me, like, your business is literally like your natal chart, like in action, you know? And it wasn't until she said that to me that I was like, wow, like you're right. Like I didn't actually, I hadn't fully comprehended that. And um, and my dog likes to open and close doors. So if you hear him in the background. It's okay, like, we can't, we can't hear or yeah. see anything. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and so I think for me, like, you know, I really love what you shared around just accepting like those, the way that we do things. And I think the biggest, the biggest, I guess, piece of like the way that I coach and the way that I mentor and the way that I approach my own business is, to be really okay with my humanity, Mm. you know, like at the end of the day, I am a human. You're like, we, we are going to have ups and downs. We're going to have days where we just feel like crap. We don't want to do anything. And I just think we have through, through the rise of the personal development world, Mm. we have, been really we're now really quick to coach ourselves through everything Mm, and to be quite honest I just can't be asked doing that like I just I don't want to do that I don't always want to be like what's wrong because every time we coach ourselves through something we're basically saying that something is wrong and while there's always a space for that you know like there's always a space to really look at what's coming up for us and do some self-coaching and do some tapping and like all of those things are amazing and I also think that for a lot of people they're so focused on it that if they just real like they just gave themselves the the moment to be like you know what like I'm human and I also get to do this too like I know this is going to happen and I also get to tap through this or like coach myself through this or like whatever it is. I think if we just did it alongside some like self-tenderness and Mm self-compassion and just acceptance for like, you know what, I am a crazy human. Like how, like how wild are humans? Like we really are nuts. (laughs) If if we look at like the last few years and what's happened, like and how people treated each other, like it's, we are a wild bunch. So it's going to be, it's really normal for that to, to happen. And so I think the moment I started to just, 
learn more about my human design. And like you said, the little things that used to come up, you know, I remember when I, one of the first things that I identified as part of being a manifesting generator was like, it, it probably doesn't feel that great to plan long-term. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like I just had this big, like, oh, you know, that just, just changed my world and changed my life because I had so much resistance to like planning really far in advance. And I remember that moment, like it was yesterday. Um, but I think just noticing some of those things coming up and just being like, okay, cool. So this is like the way that I designed to move. It's almost like I kind of forgot about it. It's like, I forgot to like make that a problem and to make that wrong. And so I naturally just started making more aligned decisions because rather than being focused on how wrong it was, I was just like, okay, cool. Like I'll move on, you know? And so it just happened really organically. And you've probably noticed that too, that even like in neon, like we have so much support around like teaching people how to use human design and astrology as part of their business for most of our clients it does just happen naturally and they start embodying it more and more by just having that one little piece of of knowledge and and, and accepting themselves through the process yes absolutely and it really is that process of self-acceptance and I love how you said that it just as it does happen more and more organically it's it's a little bit like um I was talking about in our live immersion this morning that I ran about people who are triggered by something. And then once they've been able to deal with that trigger, they see it, it's just an empty thought now, and it doesn't hold that emotional attachment. It's a little bit like that in terms of this integration. You go, oh, okay, I do this because this is, you know, maybe this is because of my energy type. There's not something fundamentally wrong with me. And so we just like, oh, move on. And so it does, it becomes this, this automatic integration and this general gradual acceptance and this gradual process of deconditioning, you know, the way that the shoulds and and the way that we have been maybe brought up or taught to, to think is what's normal or what's not normal about ourselves as well um, and unlearn all of these things that are no longer supportive because they were never really supportive to you to begin with. You just adapted them because, you know, because we wanted to conform with with fitting in and, and being the same way that, yeah. So I just, I love, I love that it is able, I love, first of all, that you're able to hold that space for people to facilitate that, but also that it does have that long-term it's almost like you're just settling. I just have this visual. I can't find words right now because I'm actually having images in my head. <laughs> so I can't like, try to explain them. But it's almost just like you're just floating gently back down into just who you're meant to be. It's just like mm-hmm. this gradual settling of, yeah, like a feather, just floating down and down and down. And then eventually it just lands where it's meant to be and the way it's meant to land. And it's just this beautiful process. I also love what you said about not also constantly coaching ourselves and looking for something to be wrong as well. I find that a lot in my work that people are very uncomfortable to just sit in their feelings. And so straight away, if there is something that is heavy, if we're having an off day, then quite often it's, I have this need to, I find for in my line of work, it comes from a need to fix things. It's that whole, oh, no, I've been told not to be sad. Um, people are uncomfortable with these heavy emotions. People are taught that these things that they're feeling um, should be just, you know, have some concrete, toughen up. Let's, let's just forget about it and move on. And so their ability to actually just sit in those feelings and to just be human without having to try and fix it um, is something that a lot of people, I believe, need to start experiencing and giving themselves permission mm-hmm. to experience more because mm-hmm. you can hold space for those more heavy feelings 
and hold space for something else at the same time. And you don't necessarily have to just go and fix it. And when it becomes a problem for you, for example, you want to be feeling a different way or it's impacting your day or it's impacting your life in a way that is surfacing as an issue, then we have all of these amazing tools and therapies and things to fix it. It's interesting you say that because I um, I actually was reflecting on this the other day that I actually think that I do far more mindset coaching than ever. And I find that really interesting because I work with more clients than ever now mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and, you know, our spaces have grown, grown so much. I think the biggest reason for that is not that it's not important information or like important to have that coaching, but like you said, the, 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 the feeling with like the, the permission and the acceptance, like there's less mindset coaching that's needed when you just accept and you're just like, cool, this is a part of the way that I do things like, great. You know, how can I, you know, take that, like, how can I use this to my advantage? And like you said, you end up tapping or like coaching yourself on like where you want to be as opposed to something being wrong, which is such a, you know, like we're naturally humans are either moving towards pleasure or moving away from pain. And I know what I'd rather be focused on, you know, like moving towards pleasure. And so I think um, it's really interesting that you share that because I was literally reflecting on this last week that. Um, you know, we've created a new program and there's actually not a mindset module in there. And it's the first thing that I've ever done where that's not in there. Um, And it took me a moment. I actually had to sit with that and be like, should that be in there? Like, and I had a moment of like, do I, do I want to include this? I was like, no, actually I don't. There's a couple of tiny things in there, but there's no dedicated module to that. And that was the first time I've ever done that, you know? And it was a real moment for me to be like, wow, like look how far, I have come, you know, in my business to, you know, be just in this place where I'm like, when you can just let your humanity be there and treat your business as a separate entity and have the strategies Mm. to be able to do that, you don't need to coach yourself through a bunch of shit all day because why? It's there's no point. Yeah. Can you just talk a little bit more about your business being a separate entity? That is something Mm. that um I find in a lot of conversations that people don't grasp the concept of because, and, you know, I guess being humans and having these emotional experiences that we have, we are quite attached to our outcomes and we are attached to, you know, we put our heart and soul into these things and we put ourselves out there and we're vulnerable and we're visible. And it is very much interlinked with our energy. Our energy will influence the energy of your business but it is so important to know that you are not your business is not you and you are not your business and so can you talk a little bit more about this concept of your business being a separate entity because I just think it's so important yeah so the way that I see it is that my business is its own living breathing powerful sovereign entity that has chosen me as the conduit to deliver its impact So you're right in that we are obviously a big part of our business as the conduit, as the vessel, you know, as the face of our business, like that is a big part of our, of our role. Um, The reason why I see it in that way is because I, as you pointed out, and we've already had sort of conversations around in this, in this episode, I just don't think it's healthy to be in a meshment and in close like connection um, and correlation almost with our business connection. Yes. You know, as to sort of entities, but codependent correlated, like that doesn't, that doesn't feel good for me. And I think for me, it originally came from this idea 
that I have always, and I don't know where it comes from, but like from the get-go in my business, I've always been really focused on like uh, making all my decisions from a place of like, like treating my business as a sellable asset, even though it's a personal brand. Like I've always done that. And I've always said that to clients, like you should be setting up your business for sale, whether you want to sell it or not is beside the point, but no one can buy what's in your head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's always been about getting people in the habit of like getting their stuff out of their head and onto paper, because I know too many people that had, that are really resistant to hiring extra support because they know they're going to have to get everything out of their head on paper. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you just start doing that from the beginning, it makes the transition so much easier. So I originally started from that perspective. Like I've always been very like, that's how we should be doing things. Maybe because I come from a corporate background and I I worked on a lot of like asset acquisitions and things like that. So it may come from that, but I've just, it's just something that's organically always happened for me. Yeah. And through that process, I started to realize that a really important byproduct of me doing that is that I don't feel like well, in the early days, I definitely felt connected to my business. But I think what ended up happening is seeing like, oh, I can see how I can separate myself from this as a result of getting everything out of my head and onto paper. And so it kind of morphed into this like new idea around it being a being a separate, being a separate entity. And while I am the conduit and I am the vessel and I am a personal brand, um, one of the the downsides to a personal brand is it is hard to sell. Yeah. Right. Like it's not a business brand where you can like put a value on, I mean, you can tell, sell a personal brand. And I know people who have done that, but if you are so enmeshed in that business, it, the the value of your business is going to be lower because there's not as much brand equity without you. Yeah. And so um, for me, I've it, it's been like a combination of like just the energetic side of like, I don't want to feel like I can't have a shit day yeah. basically. And my business is going to suffer. And also have a holiday, go overseas, you know, do all those things. I know you love to travel. You can't do those things if you are so, if your business is so reliant on you and solely you and your energy to show up. Exactly. And then also the, like the other side of it, which is like just the business practice Mm. of like making sure that like, it's amazing to have a personal brand and like there's so many advantages, but also people have gotten a bit lax with, like the strategic side of things and just making yeah. sure that it's being run as a business. Yeah. And so for me, it's kind of been these two different, different ideas. But for me, the biggest impact has been like, like, you know, over time building that evidence that, you know, it's, it's a business that's designed to hold itself. Like a CEO isn't doing, isn't wearing all the hats in. Like, if you think of like the Teslas and the Microsofts and like all these massive companies, like they're not doing all the things and because, and, and like all their results are coming from that action right? Like the business does its thing because it's got the strategies in place and it's being treated in that way. And so I've always just looked at, you know, I'm not a big brand. And one of the things that I think is so amazing about being a personal brand is that connection piece and the self-expression that comes with that and like how we get to show up. And also I still know that my business is a business and I don't, I want to be able to have a shitty day. I want to be able to sleep in. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, like you said, do I'm a Sagittarius moon. So like, I need to feel like I can literally pick up my life and take it somewhere else. Yeah. And so for me to be able to do that, I, and have that like quote unquote disruption, mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to start seeing my business in a different way and treating it in a different way. Absolutely. For me, that piece was also about, I guess it was almost like a weight off my shoulders that it was like, it is not so intertwined. It's not that whole, oh, my business is my baby type thing. It's like, it was a weight off my shoulders to know that I can, like you said, show up 
if you're having a bad day, but that I can also, I guess, create a space where it is not so fully reliant on me, but Mm. also to be able to create something where if the business is, if you are so intertwined with the energy of your business, it is also really easy, particularly when you're new, like when you're in the earlier stages of business, to have the business outcomes, say a launch that maybe you perceive as failure or however you perceive it, to actually really intertwine those business outcomes with your own personal worth and your and your own capabilities it's really easy to intertwine those things and so I really found that that whole concept of a separate entity and I love everything you're saying about the business perspective to create a sellable business and all of that that's something that I haven't gone that far into but it's like this this is permission to be like okay well it doesn't if if something happens in the business it doesn't define me I'm I'm here with this beautiful energy. I'm constantly upskilling myself. I am doing everything that I can to be an energetic match for what I wanted to call into my world. And I'm doing that through this vehicle. I'm through the vehicle. I'm the driver, you know, and I'm doing it through this vehicle that is my impact-driven business. And it's almost like, a, yeah, it was a relief to know that the outcomes of my business don't define me. And being able to separate that in my head that way was very helpful. Mm, very, very helpful to that. to that conclusion. Mm. Yeah, I love that. All part of like the letting yourself be the messy human too, yeah, right? Exactly. You don't have to be perfect to create results. Exactly. Yeah. I had, you know, last year, um, my listeners know, you know, I lost my best friend last year. So there was a period of time where I did not want to be showing up for my business, but I had things in place at that point that were enough to keep things yeah. moving through. Um, yeah. And and again, back in April this year, I had a little car accident, but it, it just set my nervous system into haywire. Mm. And I had done enough work by then, more strategies that I'd implemented through you and other things that I was able to spend some time in bed, which was not really chosen. It just kind of <laughs> happened very quickly. That I was able to fall apart for a couple of weeks and my business didn't. My business didn't fall apart. It kept making money. It kept carrying on. Things kept moving along because because I had separated my identity and my business's identity. So, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Thank you so much for talking on that. I'm going to start to wrap up the episode, but I'm really, really curious. You mentioned before that you are doing more mindset coaching in the space than you ever sort of have done previously. I'm wondering, is there a common theme that you're seeing with us entrepreneurs in your spaces? Um, well, I think I'm doing less than I ever oh, have. Oh, less. sorry, I must have missed Yeah, I'm, okay. I might have said more. But um, I, I'm doing less and I think a lot of that comes from this like acceptance piece and yes. just being like, well, this is how I know our energy naturally works so is there actually a need to coach through or do we need to actually just like tweak the strategy to to fit yeah. that right? yeah so I'm doing less than than I yeah. ever have and I think the biggest thing that I'm seeing is that like is that trust in in our strategies when we when we are starting to do some of this work so when we're starting to see our business as a separate entity when you know you know that I'm really big on like strategy and foundations and like tending to our soils so yeah. that we can reap the rewards of the seeds that have been sown I'm a big fan of that and I think when we are 
we haven't had that and when we've been in close connection with our business and when we've really attached our results to our worth as you've been as you've been talking about like I think there is this hesitancy to trust yeah. right and so like this happened in Neon the other day we've got like a client in there um who's a projector and she signed a client a week since we've started working together mm-hmm. in Neon since in July and still is like what else can I do can I do this yeah. or how should I do and I'm like just take a breath exhale you've done the work you get to reap the rewards of the seeds that you've sown Mm -hmm. and we did some coaching on that and the next day she had she signed like two clients in a day and now that doesn't always happen this isn't like a you can trust things and you'll sign clients you know like it's not it's not about that but for her she already had all the evidence that it was working she was signing a client every week which is more than she has signed for like the whole previous year and still her body was like yeah. I don't know what else can I do tell me or like mm-hmm. coach me on this tell me about that and I actually had to say to her you don't need any coaching right now wow you yeah. just need to exhale yeah and feel the discomfort yeah feel the discomfort it's going to happen but also yeah. you have to start leaning into that trust and trusting that you've tended to the soil the soil is healthy and so the byproduct of that is a healthy plant yeah and and she did some coaching on that and was like with herself, she journaling on that. And then the next day yeah. it signed a couple of clients, but despite that evidence, it still comes up. And so I think what I wanted to reiterate is like, it doesn't, you don't just click your fingers and this all happens. It's, mm. it's, pro, it's, it's progress. And like, even yeah. now, like I still question things that I'm doing and I still have days where I'm like, shit, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. Or like, yeah. you know, and I get in that frantic, like it's always going to happen. Yeah. And again, we just take that moment and be like, well, of course I'm a human. Like, of course I'm going to yeah. question everything that I'm doing. Like that's kind yeah. of the whole purpose of being human, you yeah. know? So it's always going to happen. But that's the biggest thing that I'm coaching on now. It's almost like you get to trust the strategies. You get to trust yeah. in the healthy soil that you have cultivated. Yeah. I love that. And I just, that perfect example too of that nervous system that's stepping out of what it knows, it's stepping out of that that space that it's been in for so long because our nervous systems find safety in what's been repeated. And so for that client, that continual building her foundations is obviously something that's felt very safe and comfortable for her. So bringing in that trust piece when your body is literally screaming at you, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I should be doing something else. It is just just that perfect example of how our nervous system and everything comes into play as well. And, oh, I wish we could talk more about trust, actually. That is a topic that I love, but I am going Another to- Another podcast episode. I know, we'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to get together again. I'm going to um, ask you if you could share with us a little bit more about your programs. I know you're launching something sure. at the moment. You've got Neon. Can you tell us a little bit more about these wonderful programs? Of course. So uh, the best thing to do is just to head to my Instagram, really, at jazzjervis underscore, or you can head to my website as well. Uh, all, all of our programs have their own little, like, energetic identity, you know, and as as you know from working together for so long, I see all of our programs as, like, their own little niche, and that's how I teach clients is that each offer is its own little entity. And so it's Which saved my, quite saved easy. my business, by the way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like, like, we don't want to at the top end. Yeah, that, yeah that, I just you don't have to have a niche like or you don't have to operate from this is my business and my business's niche. Oh my god, that was yes. one of the most freeing yes. words for me. Um yes. oh we should have talked about so that. Important. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. So yeah, so head to no, that's okay. Instagram. So yeah, tell us tell us about the different offers. Yeah, so that that was a huge liberator for me too. I remember when I like first started. Kind of doing more coaching and a lot of the things I was buying was like, you need your niche. And I'm like, literally, 
literally, this is the reason why I left my corporate career. I didn't <laughs> want to be in a box. And now you don't want to be in a box. Anyway, so that's how I treat treat my business. So it's it's actually really easy to sort of explore our offers and, and work out which one might be for you. Um, Neon is obviously what we've been chatting about a lot. And this is this is my whole movement around richness without sacrifice and, and using your strengths to inform your business strategies. Yeah. Uh, that is very high level support, daily coaching, lots of hot seat support, those kinds of things. We've just released a new offer called Constantly Converting, which I'm really excited about because a lot of these strategies and, and infrastructure that I've been speaking about in order to treat your business as its separate entity is in Constantly Converting. So it's an eight week it's more self-study, even though there are some calls with me and, and you do get some personalized feedback in week three and four. It um it is more self-study. It's eight weeks. And it's for coaches and service providers who want to start doing some of this, right? Want to start implementing the strategies that can create results now and also compound over time so that you don't always have to be on in your business. These are the same strategies that we coach on in Neon, yeah. uh, but it's 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 in a more like self-study way that you can always refer back to. You've got the spaciousness to sort of like test some of these strategies, implement them, start creating some results so that if you then want to come into something like Neon, you can really hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm really excited about this. We start on October 17th. Um, so yeah, but just come to my Instagram, come send me a DM and let me know how this resonated with you and, and what's yeah. coming up for you. I'm always in my, you know, chatting with people in DMs and I'm the only one that does that in, in my business. So I'm always open to having a conversation. Oh, amazing. Jazz, thank you so, so much for all of the wisdom and the beautiful energy that you brought to this episode. And I know that anybody who listens today is going to walk away just feeling so empowered and so ready to just go and hit the ground running with their business. So thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Wow, what a journey it's been today. We are so grateful for each and every one of you who tuned in to Alive and Thriving. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep growing, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite platform. It's a simple but powerful way to support a small business like ours to continue to make an impact. 